Miss you, brother. Whiskey and arm wrestling. Oh, I wonder who that is. And bam. We're live on the Seven Podcast. No. Very, very, very soon. Guys, um, log into the Seven Podcast and you can hear us go live any minute now. It's on our YouTube station. And bam. We're live. Okay. I'll see you guys later. Do you like carbs? No, I don't like carbs. I mean, I like carbs, but I don't like carbs. I mean, I like carbs, but I don't like carbs. Shoot, what am I doing? Trying to hang up. How do I hang up this live chat? Uh, End now. Delete video. Discard. Brian Friend, Ryan Jevening, producer Matt who's uh, waiting for the illustrious and amazing guest. Matt O'Keefe will be with us for the first tenor. 15 or 20 minutes today. And then we are going to go through some list. Um, I'm ashamed to know. I don't know the the exact title of this list, but it is the fittest people on the planet of all time. Like who are the best of the best? And Brian Friend actually gave us this list with images provided by Ryan Jevening uh, earlier. I don't know. It's three months ago, two months ago. There, there are episodes 81 and 82 if anyone wants to go back who missed them. And we have uh, we've refined the list. Um, people have paid Brian. Brian has felt peer pressure, and other competitions have happened. And with those, Josh three, Bridges, Josh Bridges, Josh, sorry, Josh Bridges specifically <laughs> put pressure. People threatened his life, and after these many uh, outside pressures, Brian has changed his list. No, the real reason is, is the CrossFit Games have happened, and Brian told us ahead of time that the games would alter the list. So we're going to revisit it. I was freaking out that we didn't have a podcast today. Um, so Brian was nice enough on his day off from the podcast to be like, all right, all right, I'll come on. And Sousa and Je- uh, got O'Keefe to be a special guest. Hopefully that'll give us some more viewers and, uh, more change, more change in the YouTube account. And, uh, Ryan Jevening showed up. You guys can't see him, but he is fully attentive while he fuels himself. Seven, what do you think about my name on the YouTube channel today? Uh, the seven podcast episode 137, Brian friends. I don't know. Look on the actual YouTube video. It says your name. Oh shit. Daniel Brandon. Who did that? Is that Jevnine fucking with you? I think so. <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. O'Keefe. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up boys? Hey Matt. <clears throat> the mature Matt O'Keefe. One of our biggest episodes of all time. I'm not the biggest anymore. I've lost. That there was, uh, there was, uh, we had Rich Froning and uh, Dave Castro, I think, have you. But I mean, you, I mean, you, I think your show maybe has more views than like Noah and Daniel Brandon, and 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 Miss Personality herself, Laura Horvat. Um, <laughs> damn, damn, Laura, you got punk. You're asleep right now, right? Where where is she? Belarus, hungry, hungry, hungry. How are you guys? Good. I'm sick as a dog, actually. COVID? Uh, no, I actually, uh, a friend of mine does the testing, and I went to his house this morning, and uh, he, he, he he swabbed me up. You know, I'm not, I'm like sick, like I guess like the way CrossFitters get sick. Like I have all the symptoms, but I still like everything else is normal. So you have COVID. Okay. Like I, like I still work out. I still like say inappropriate shit to my wife. I still chase my kids <laughs> around. You know what I mean? I still like 
dusted spiders out of the garage today. Like it doesn't affect, I just like my throat is sore. Have you had COVID Matt? Um, not that I know of, but I'm certain I've had it. Right. How could you have not? Right. I've been, I traveled a lot in COVID like early. I was going to Tennessee quite a bit. I, you know, I was in Spain when it really heated up pre like that, like beginning of February that year. Who knows? I, uh, I'm sure. I've never had anybody test or I'm vaccinated. So I was in, I was in Wuhan. Were you? No, no, no. But I'm just trying to get my story better. You're like, I was in Spain. Fuck you. I was in Wuhan. I was with somebody the other night. I was, I was at a local meeting for a coach soccer. And this woman was talking about how she does, she does some sort of like, uh, lab education. And she was in Wuhan in December that year. Oh damn! So she has to be like patient zero. Well, it, um, hospital. In, in all in in all honesty, the the gym that Avi does his jujitsu at uh, three to five days a week, and, and my other I have two other kids. They're really just training partners for Avi, but I should mention their name <laughs> once in a while. Ari and Joseph. Um, they uh, they train at a place, and there was a guy there visiting from Wuhan who 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 was there in December and January training at the gym. So I mean, shit. And, and, and man, December of uh, 2019 and uh, January of 2020, man, there was a sickness sweeping through Santa Cruz, California that was fierce. I mean, not me. I don't eat sugar, refined carbs, and I do CrossFit, so I'm bulletproof. But the rest of you fucking you're, pussies. You're good. Negligent. Negligent people who don't value real, it as much as me. The real question is, Ryan, how did you get mixed up with these two? <laughs> Brian or Ryan? Ryan. Actually, I mean, I, I still can't hear him. You guys can hear him. I yeah. can hear him. So Matt, um, I got into with Savan just because I saw the Josh Matt Savan podcast and I felt like I could help um, start a clip channel, and that's kind of what I did. So yeah, now I'm helping do it the live Whoa. stream and all that. So yeah, we're social media friends, Mister O'Keefe. We're social media friends, me and Ryan. No one else can see Brian. Other people can't see, right? Just me. They can hear you, but only me, Matt, and Brian can see you. That is correct. Yeah. It's it's weird too, Matt, because like he he's there for the whole show, and we can see him. And like sometimes he's eating, or like I'll say something funny, and he doesn't react, or like I say something that I think is true, and he starts shaking his head. Like, don't talk to me. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. Mr. Hopper is like professing his love for you really? um, pu- publicly on Instagram. I saw a uh, post, your newest. Um, I don't. Did you hear my 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 monologue aggressively attacking you? Did anyone tell you about it? No, no, no. no. I do. What, can can we re- replay it right now? For basically, for I was just bashing you for like not like 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 you're sandbagging like you're sandbagging like you pick these dudes like jason hopper to represent and matt fraser and and just these winners <laughs> you have all these winners and it's like it's like you just take it's like it's like you're cherry you're cherry picking and like i want to see you take someone like colton mertens and like and like polish a turd i don't sorry colton that wasn't fight that wasn't fair oh, I love you, man. uh but, but instead you're grabbing you're you're just you're just you're just cherry picking it's well, totally did you, I mean, did you ever think for a second that maybe people come to me at uh, times? Uh, it's, it's a good point it's a good point i didn't i'm, I'm very 
very closed-minded like that. That's a, that's gonna that might have to change. You're ruining my whole stand-up bit. Uh, I'm not, you know, but yeah, Jason's a great kid. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. I was just got off the phone with Vellner. His wedding is in a week. I'm going up there for it. And uh, do you represent him too? I do. I do. I rest. Yeah. I rest my case, Your Honor. I've been with Pat forever. I got Pat as a client because of Matt. Okay. So Pat asked Matt, you know, they were became friendly early on because they're in the same region. And Pat said, hey, like, I think I need some help with the business side of this. And uh, he said, well, you should use the guy that I work with. You know, so that's how I met Pat. That was like six, seven years ago. But he, we were talking about Hopper and Justin. I was just in Miami on a trip. We were doing filming for Wadapalooza's online qualifier and Justin and Jason were there, Daniel Brandon, Tola, Bailey, um, Christy Aramo. And Christy Aramo was like the elder statesman. She's in her 30s. But I was saying that the generation gap's real for me now. Like when I met Pat and Matt, they were like, you know, in their early 20s and I was in my early 30s. Now I'm in my 40s and these kids are all 22. And it was like very real, the gap. I yeah, on this trip, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the hotel at like ten o'clock." Right, you guys have fun tonight, you know? Yeah, I'm feeling you. When, when we interviewed Justin Medeiros the other day, if, I, I I I can't believe I'm interviewing a 22 year old guy. Uh he's too. He's incredible. He's he, so he's, he's so young, and I felt the age difference. It is wild. Like I, you know, I'm always fascinated with that. Was even with the crop, the the you know the elder crop now, but. At 22, I was not thinking about what they were thinking about. <laughs> Dude, it was cra- It was pretty crazy. I was doing a study of, because I don't know if you saw the Pitt team throwdown had an 18 and 19-year-old division this past weekend. And I was oh, trying cool. to look back and see, like, how many times have an 18 or 19-year-old person qualified to the games? And when I was going back and tracking, like, the youngest athletes by year, I dated back to 2013 for the study. And it's crazy. And you get to, like, 2015, and the top three women were Tia, Katrin, and Sarah. And they were all 22, 22, 23 years old and already at the top of the sport. That is wild. And, they're, and they'd stayed there for a long time, you know? Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. I mean, Brian, you've probably studied it all, like, when women are – when peak and strength and – you know, comparatively to men, Matt, Matt always talked about it with weightlifting, like women would be better at certain ages. And, um, but that is wild considering there is a younger crop of men coming. And there is, there is some the girls too. You see Mal O'Brien and, and, um, Haley, but you know, Justin won, you know, you know, he's winning at this point at that age. It's crazy. In a very dominant fashion. I'm, I, I might add like, um, by the way, I just I, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Matt O'Keefe is coming out with a book, a children's book. It's called uh, When Pat Asked Matt, and it should be released in, in a few months. I was well, like fingers were crossed where that one was going. <laughs> I just heard you say that line, and I just thought, oh, well, that's a great children's book. You said, well, Pat asked Matt, and I was like, oh, that should be that's your that's your children's book. Oh, Keith, I saw. I, I think I gave you even a hard time about it on Instagram when you got caught up in the fray on the the right raft down there in Miami. But when you talked to Jason, he said you were the instigator. I was the instigator. I don't know. He Is put it on true? you. Uh, I mean, I was I was trying to relate. 
a little bit at times and then realized my age quickly got on the boat and watched them horse around for a few hours it was there was a lot of testosterone on that on that mat there's a lot going on <laughs> i just I mean, assumed it, watching and looking at it, i see you on the side i'm like oh you know keith's just trying to enjoy it here and next thing you know these like guys are wrestling on the thing next to him and he's like holy shit get me out of here <laughs> That is, that that is more like it, but that it, it was fast. It it always is when you get that like that trip every year is a blast because it's post games. We come down to Miami, have a good time. We do some filming, but it's like more of that. What you saw, like boats and you know having fun going out in Miami and uh, that um, you know that that the, the competitiveness that comes out of that day to day is insane. Those like you really see how competitive these guys are when they're playing like a monopoly card game, or you know, whatever. So they, I mean, I think they were making games up. Like they're playing some stupid game in the pool that's supposed like some rendition of horse, but there was no basket and there was no basketball. You know, and they were like fighting over who's winning. It was like, okay, guys. Hey, does that make you um uncomfortable? that intensity sometimes like if i was there and those guys are wrestling on the mat like i would i would start to get uncomfortable like i can't uh, explain it not anything like specific like they should or shouldn't do it i would just start getting nervous like someone's going to get upset or someone's going to get hurt or like i don't know it would be weird like i don't know i would have trouble chilling yeah i mean not anymore i mean i i think early on like i i guess i cut my teeth with matt you know because he was the first guy i met and Matt was always borderline unhealthy competitive, you know, and uh, you'd get groups together and it would be very competitive no matter what they were doing. And it was always like, yeah, I understand that. It's like uncomfortable. <clears throat> like, hey, you know, we're just not we're not on the floor right now. And I, it, it's like they actually have fun with it. Like, I think they have it in a good place. They're a really mature group. Um, again, beyond their years. Um, no, nah, I don't like. In terms of getting hurt, it's at the point where, like, even though you're 22, you're an adult. Like, if you don't know better to not get hurt, like, you know, I'm not going to babysit you. So, um, you know, and everything was, like, reasonable, somewhat reasonable. <laughs> somewhat reasonable. Hi, Brenda. Thanks for the dollar $1.99. You're, good, you're, good, you're a good gal. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. Uh, oh, so and, so and and Matt did get hurt, didn't he? Did Matt get hurt? He blew out an eardrum or something? This was my fault. That's probably what Jason's talking about. I tackled him off the boat. I was like, you know, trying to act young, and we he, he hit his head <laughs> sideways on the when we went in the water together. Slammed his head on the side, and he came out, and he's like, "You mofo, you just blew my eardrum." And he I was like, "Right away." He did know it right away. I was like, "Yeah." I mean, you, we were we had been horsing around for like an hour but and so and what does that mean is that bad is that isn't that what happened to miko salo at the crossfit games one year it can be really bad you know in terms of like equilibrium and there's like there's layers of it he's gone through a lot of your stuff since he was a kid so it was kind of matter of fact he's he's good he was probably like, vaccinated that's a common side effect amongst he, kids who are vaccinated a lot of ear problems i'm not joking i'm not joking yeah he was i was with him last night actually i drove up to vermont he's good yeah. Where are you now? Are you in Vermont? Are you are you in like like in a back bedroom at Matt's house? 
No, I'm home. I got, I came home this morning. I just want to. You should have you should have stayed in Vermont this weekend. The Green Mountain Disc Golf Championship is happening there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you flying in? No, but uh, you know it's uh, it could have been fun to watch. I think that's something that Matt could really embrace and get into because I've tried the golf route and he's defiant. So maybe disc oh, golf is the path. You should get Matt had- into that. O'Keefe, I had this idea of doing an interview while playing disc golf with an athlete because Tommy Marquez also plays. And so we were like, man, it'd be cool if like we got one of the guys because there's actually some guys, competitors that play. Pat Vellner plays sometimes. But anyway, so yeah, it'd be, but that would be cool to like do a little I, interview I, while you play, film some shots, have a conversation. I've, lo- I've loved watching your uh, progression with it. Uh, well, you looked like you just competed recently. Oh, yeah, I did a, my first ever competition. How'd it was- go? It is great learning experience. I mean, it's similar to anything. Once you know, you got to do you put yourself out there in an uncomfortable situation. You learn a lot right away, and then learning curve is pretty steep. And then I'm going to do another one later at the end of this month. Yeah, it's um, if it's anything like re- regular golf, I I've, I do regular golf competitively, and it's like an out of body experience. You know, when you have what? to like actually put the ball in the hole, or you can't go on to the next hole, it's like. It's really, dude. It was a Wait, huge. Did you describe golf as an out of body putting the ball in the hole as an out of body experience? You got your sports crossed up. There's some out of body experience that sports. That's not up. one of them. That was teed up for you. I knew. Jeez that. Louise, out of body experience. Golf. Have you ever heard anyone else describe golf as as them having an out of body experience? Yeah, definitely. Go to a golf turn. Like individual sports are like that. It's relatable to probably what the guys go through in CrossFit, but it's like. You're on your own. You're on an island, and that ball seems so easy to hit straight when you're just doing it with your buddies. But when 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 it's on the line, it gets hard. Oh, it's a mental thing too. Like if I'm practicing and I have a bad putting green, you know, I take three shots when I probably need one or two at most. Then I just on the next hole practicing. It's whatever. Okay, be aggressive. Commit to your line. But in the tournament, when you three putt the second hole, and all of a sudden you have a double bogey and everyone else is one under par. Then you're like you're cautious the rest of the time, and and it, it could be relative like relate to to CrossFit. You go out there, you're feeling great. The first two events, you bomb it. Like, how are you going to respond to that? Ryan, I just watched our viewer count drop by thirty. Don't do that again. <laughs> I saw it go up by ten. Don't do that again. <laughs> Matt, Matt did. Um, do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think Fraser would have wrestled if he was still competing? Like you, you would he have partaken in that in those shenanigans if he was still competing, Matt, last year or two years ago? Um, no. Interesting. Not as much. Definitely uh, cautiously, if at all. Yes, I mean he told a story about how he had like COVID tests on his porch for anyone who was coming into his house prior to the games. I mean, that was me. I flew, I flew in there quite a bit in COVID leading up to the games. It was really most of the travel I did. I'd go down every couple of weeks, and I would get off the plane, walk in, mask on, take a shower, take a COVID test upstairs. When I got a negative, I'd come down. And then we were still cautious throughout the time I was there, just in case, you know. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. And do you think that that's – is that something he's going to pass on to those guys? Is that something that you think he might say to Justin or Hopper? Hopper, he, it was weird. We had him on the show, and I think he said that Matt and Marconi are his coach now. 
Although it was, it seemed a little slippery the way he was saying it. I mean, he said it like four or five times. He just, it just, I don't know why, it just didn't you just land it in my brain. Call Jason slippery? <laughs> Maybe I did. Maybe I did. But but do you, will Matt tell him stuff like? First of all, let me before I get it myself. Is 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 that correct? Did I hear Jason Hopper tell us correctly on the show that Marconi and um, yeah, Jake Jake is coaching him. He's doing HWPO programming. Yep. And it's like a pro version. Correct. Yeah, that's in. Uh, yeah, that's in process for more of the general public. But um, right now, yeah, that's um, that's yeah. It's a it's a more uh, beefed up version of what people would subscribe to. And do you think that those are the kind of things that they would tell Jason? Hey, that though that horse shit you pulled on the boat that's a no go for people who are serious about the games. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um, and Matt's been very willing to talk to anybody that's competitive. I, I think he like really wants to mentor the next generation in general, you know, we'll see if like he takes on, you know, athletes more, if he becomes more closed down to that, I, I do think he'll still be a relative open book on that. He, he, you know, he feels like a lot of people helped him when he put his hand up and said, Hey, I have a question and he'd like to do the same. But I think that, that would just tie into his mindset of all in, but that specifically, yeah, if, in a moment, I think people that, you know, he was associated with, if he saw things that he would call out, I'm certainly, but. Would yeah, you would say be, it as their agent? Would you also? Yeah. I mean, that certainly is stuff that, um, you know, definitely came up along the eight years with Matt where it'd be like, all right, dude, enough, like be careful. You know, early on, you know, but like he got it real quick. I mean, Matt was to the point late in his career where it was like he went to bed at the same minute, woke up at the same minute when he wasn't working out. He was on the floor rolling out or stretching and like eating the same exact foods every day, going to bed with a dawn simulator, waking up with what like he was so choreographed um, that, you know, when he was done that last, you know, those last few years, it was like he was handling himself with kid gloves you know it was just about getting him to the games and you know good shape in one piece i never hear dawn simulator by the way when anyone says it all i hear is dong simulator ever since that show i did with him the, <laughs> three, hey, matt goes three, to sleep three, with the dong simulator yeah i get it we're, 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 we're three for three you're grabbing on everything <laughs> <laughs> um, who who have you picked up this year? Who do you represent this year? So Jason Hopper is is, is new to the to the crew. Anyone else that you could tell us? Um, not new at this point. No, uh, he would be the only one new. Uh, general, generally, this is like a time of year where there's like possibly some moving around. Some people have like uh, you know maybe realized some success and think they you know need some help. So. Um, but yeah, he, he was he was pre games, so we started working with him after, um, in between the Mac and the games. And and um, do you have trouble sleeping at night that you didn't get Danielle Brandon? Like, do you ever just like, just you just wake I up like, and your right hand just punching your you're just punching yourself in the dick? Like, <laughs> God damn it, how did she get away? I know, you know, it's it's. <laughs> I'm a big fan of hers. Um, I got to spend some time in Miami for the first time, really, like, personally. Like, I'd met her before. She competed at my event in Vegas. Um, I, You know, she's a super cool kid. But you can't, you know, I mean, there's, there's like, what's the saying? There's, like, an ask for every seat. And, um, I, I don't profess to be a fit for everybody. 
Right. Um, so you're pretty damn good. You're pretty damn cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, the only people but, I know who don't like you don't like you because of how cool you are. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> can you list them, please? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can list them. I don't want to spread. <laughs> oh, I should have worn my HWPO shirt. I had my I I, I put on my black one um, before the show started that that uh, Dave fixed for me. Speaking of people who love you to death, and uh, ma'am. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know you and Dave have a good relationship. I'm just busting your balls. Um, when is Wadapalooza? It is January 12th to the 16th. So Martin Luther King weekend uh, in Miami. January. You know. I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Martin Luther King got canceled, but <laughs> we'll, we'll just go with that until until that's confirmed. <laughs> So, um, so it's it's in there. What the next water pools will be in 2022? How many? How far is that from now? It's like uh, is that th- four months. Yeah, 120 something days, or yeah, whatever. But who's it, counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? It's coming in like a freight train. It's like that now is. It's and now. I heard a train. Where are someone has a train that's in the background? House. Right when that's you said that, house. I heard. Oh, that's awesome. On cue. <laughs> that, that is. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I was talking to someone about an hour ago about this. They're like, how are you doing? I'm like, it's it's now. Like, Guadapalooza is a six-month experience for us. It's, it's a lot of work. We're getting, you know, we got 1,100 volunteers. And, you know, we'll have 20,000, 30,000 people do our qualifier. And then you got to whittle it down to 2,500. And it's, there's a lot going on. It's busy. When does the qualifier start? Uh, first week in October is individual, and then like it's ten days, and then there's like a short break, and then there's a team portion after for ten days. So you know, most of October we're live with qualifying workouts. A couple of a couple of members at our gym are signing up for the qualifier. Are you Brian? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, I'm so I'm coaching them through it though. I've missed. I've missed. Uh, you haven't been Savon, right? No. Uh, yeah, I went one year, kind oh, of. You? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe two years. Maybe yeah, I've been two years yeah, for yeah. sure. One year, but I didn't. I. It was zero experience for me. Like you know what I mean. Like I was there. I was in and out. Yeah. Were you there the year Greg was there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That. It's um. It, it's wildly bigger than it was then, and it you know it started to really pop then. It's um. I'm psyched. I mean, all the work that it is, is, is uh, a lot. It's painful at times, but um, it's all worth it that week. That week is awesome. It's, it's honestly just, you can't even describe it to experience it. We're excited. Like we're broadcasting it for free this year for the first time. So there's like a lot of great improvements. We've taken a lot of heat for our broadcast in the past. Um, we had a paywall and um, we are doing that, you know, free to the public streaming, we're building bigger stands for people because there's, you know, we have one issue, which is a good problem, but you know, every year we grow at a rate that we can't predict and, you know, people can't get a seat. So we're building bigger seats, you know, new stages. It's going to be a badass event. In the same beautiful location down there by the water. It is. Yep. It is. I was, we were down there last week, checking it out. It's fun. You got to come this year. I know. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll start driving now because the likelihood of me getting on an airplane is like, we're going to build a desk for people to podcast. We did that a couple of years ago. It was really fun. Uh, they go live. 
from like the uh, partner quad where everybody's kind of eating and chilling and shopping and uh, people can hear it and it's also recorded. You should come down and podcast. Yeah, that would be awesome. You want to tell you a funny story? Um, so this year I applied for media credentials for the uh, CrossFit Games and um, I got them. They were nice enough to give them to me, but I didn't go. And Brian was there uh, working for CrossFit, but then he had a hiccup with his job, so he got um, he got released from his duties for CrossFit <laughs> on day one. So we had a lot of free time to do all that shit for the Seven Podcast, and we were murdering it, right? Me, Ryan, and Brian, and Miss Susie, we were doing like four podcasts a day. I was on. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, that was one of our big ones, yes. I stopped in. And um, so since Brian was free, um, at one point he goes to this location. He's like, because he was doing them from the venue, and it was so fucking loud. And I'm like, and it was right before we are about to go live. I'm like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? You picked the worst location in the world. He goes, you'll never believe where I am. And I go, where? He goes, I'm in the area that the CrossFit Games has set up for people to do podcasts. And I go, well, is anyone else there doing podcasts? It's unbelievably loud. He goes, no, I'm the only one. And there, there was like 12 tables or six tables or something, this huge area. But they put it in Vendor Village, which made it completely unusable. It was like an echo chamber. And we didn't do the podcast from there. Brian went outside and just sat on a step or something. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so that's cool. Is your, is your, are, are you suggesting that your location where you set up to your podcast is... <laughs> It has be the better. acoustics it, it does it will be it'll be better than that yeah we're outside we're outside too that that being inside that's probably made it tough uh, i didn't even see where that was actually I it was a good was, idea it's a yeah, great idea it, it is it, it is like that um media you know we started that as like a media center idea we'll see where we get we, we'd like to build the desk for you know people you know uh the broadcast to be live from between workouts and a spot for people like yourselves to go live so it'll be fun do you think i could uh, do you have any good coffee vendors there we always do um you know it's it's been different every year like we've had you know black rifles been i think you know uh good dudes has come uh before i think they're coming back dan has a coffee company now god's country i'm sure they came to another event of us i think they're coming or should be there so he was, he was dan, at granite games yeah dan doesn't yeah. even drink coffee Oh, he does. he does. He does now. Well, yeah, he was involved in Good Dudes, and then you know he then. But started... I don't think he drank it when he was involved with Good Dudes, did he? He's a coffee drinker. All right, if you say so. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Okay, so the the teen division there. So the the Granite Games are January twelfth through the sixteenth. The the, the uh, yeah, that's water, online Waterpalooza. What did I say? Granite Games. <laughs> Jesus, do you do the Granite Games? We do. We own the Granite Games. Yeah. And, and, and is Wadapalooza the next event? It, they coming it, up on your schedule? On mine, yeah. Rogue is next, obviously, right. on the calendar. And you don't own the Rogue one, right? Imagine no. if I would have said the Rogue one. Wait, okay. I well, know Keith, he does uh, well, when's, when's Madrid? I know. What? Madrid, Madrid is in uh, mid-October, the second weekend in October. We do own that. In, uh, so that's that's the next one, I think. That's our next one. Our local partner is uh, running that this year. We're supporting um, a little from afar. I, I'm planning on going. We'll see what happens with travel. Um, so it's, I imagine it's going to be almost exclusively Europeans this year. It is, you know, funny enough. Uh, some Americans have qualified. It's not really. An, there's some elite athletes competing, like Zach George is competing. I think Adrian Winweiler, like some guys. You know, there's like a small amount of prize money. 
and they've competed at some stuff in Spain in the past, but no big competitors are going, but some, I would say like semifinal or quarterfinal level athletes are, are qualified, you know, from yep. the USA. Yeah. I think a bunch of new travel restrictions just came down coming out of Europe too. I think I saw yesterday. I mean, it's like, you know, we, we, we were looking at it. I, I mean, the last thing I need is to get stuck somewhere. So that's kind of where I'm at this point. Oh, you mean like go to Madrid and not be able to come back? Yeah. I mean, you've heard some stories about that from the yep. first round of COVID, right? So, I mean, I think we're probably a little better equipped to handle the whole shebango now, but I, I'm not interested in being stuck in Europe for three months. Uh, I, I, I have a, a close friend whose father was stuck in the Philippines for 14 months. Not for uh, for uh, arms dealing, drug dealing, or <laughs> yeah. COVID? Uh, because of COVID response protocols and and restrictions. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's my a goodness. that's a co- that's a costly one week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a house. Oh my goodness! And stay for a while. <laughs> he got married twice and and had three venereal diseases. Holy cow! Oh my uh, god! Fourteen months in the Philippines. <laughs> oh, I love that the the number one thought on your mind with the Philippines is you <laughs> got venereal disease. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I just it's just because it's a mixture of someone that Brian knows in the Philippines, and I put those two together, and I just get we had, we had someone on the, a couple of weeks ago. They were from West Virginia, and he's like, "Wait, so your dad is your cousin?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So 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 I, I'm so glad I messed up calling it the Granite Granite Games and that that's this your event because that makes perfect is, sense. This is when Ryan's really happy. His face is on the screen. <laughs> uh, so so Wadapalooza, the online qualifier starts in October. Is anyone just automatically in, or does everyone have to go through the cha- the the order the protocol? You have to um, register for do the qualifying workouts. There are divisions you can register for that don't have qualifying criteria other than that you did the qualifier. So that sounds confusing. There's, you know, elite RX intermediate. There's like, we have 40 divisions, you know, masters, every age bracket adaptive. We were the first to do adaptive. Um, and you know, it's a big piece of what we do. So like there's, there's um, qualifying spots to all these divisions. And then there's these uh, beginner um, and scaled categories that we don't uh, necessarily have people qualify for. We have people sign up for that after, but they have to have participated in the qualifier. And that's first come first serve is my point. Okay. But, but, but basically like, like there's some great CrossFitters out there. Let's say Pat Vellner, for, for instance, he still has to qualify. No, no, no. We'll invite a, uh, we set some criteria for invites. So there's, um, you know, uh, games finished this year, podiums at the games historically wins, you know, uh, finishes at other, you know, larger scale events like Rogue, Dubai, semifinals. We, um, we try to take that, you know, professional group and, um, you know, not, you know, require that the those you know bigger name athletes to to qualifiers is really what it is you know so there always is a huge group and you know some of them choose to go team too by the way so there's an elite team category and elite individual um teams of three males or three females so we invite probably you guys are bringing that back this year we're gonna go back 
to our roots. Yeah, it's um, the it. reason. The reason we went the other way was because we had qualifying spots for the games. You know, so right. we just um, we're going back to that, and everybody loves it. The response has been incredible. Like, thank God we're going back. And but so you'll see some really cool super teams. We'll put some. Dude, it's, it was impressive. I I was doing something for Kristen one time, and I was looking at like the the last time there was teams of three there. And I mean, I was getting into the twenties, and there were still games athletes on teams at that yeah, competition. It's, it's like you'll like you'll see teams of you know multiple winners on a team from the games. Like it, it get it, it's wild. That's really fun. We're gonna put a our prize isn't announced, so you know I don't want to give Dylan Arja to announce it here, but we're gonna have a massive prize for us this year. Um, you know, we're going to be really good. Nobody's going to be competitive with Rogue, but we're going to be competitive with Dubai um, and with our prize purse this year. So there's a huge earning opportunity for, for athletes. And and then what happens after Wadapalooza? What's your next event after that? Um, semifinals. So it would be uh, West Coast Classic and Granite Games, you know, whatever is a, a part of the semifinals uh, season, which would be announced October 1st. So we're, we're still working on that. And uh, So yeah, those so, two events wait, are really, affiliated. Go ahead, Brian. Can I ask a question? When you, for you, is it when you're talking about like um, seeing competitive prize purses, are you more interested or excited in like the the prizes for the top one, two, three increasing, or are you more interested in paying out more positions or the ability to pay out more positions? We've traditionally paid what I would consider reasonably deep, especially for an an off-season event, 20 deep. So, um, yeah, we try to scale everything accordingly, but we um, we do put a lot of weight on the podium. So the, the, the podium will be incredibly significant this year. We, when, I, when I got there, the top prize was 25000 um, You know, I think, you know, our first year we got it to like thirty five. It was fifty and twenty twenty, um, And I, I think the first prize will be close to double that this year. So it, it's, um, oh, wow. you know, we, yeah, it, the, the podium will be uh, a significant uh, earning opportunity for sure, like a, like a year's living. Yeah. What are the like? What are, what have the main factors been in allowing that growth? It's a give back policy that we have. It's like a forward investment growth thing where it's, you know, we want to continue to grow that event. You know, bring more people to Miami, get more people on the floor, and when we're successful, uh, it's um, you know important that we give back to you know to the athletes. The athletes are who we are at our core. You know, we really are an athlete first organization so um you know it's money where your mouth is like we've always preached that uh we want to continue to drive the sport forward i mean we're you know the games is the beacon right like they give away the most prize money and it's awesome and rogues coming in hot and we want to get to those those type of numbers over time so anytime we can we're going to push are you going to have some of the um like the, the other competitions the strongman the weightlifting anything new this year yeah, so we're working on we are, we have a, a weightlifting competition. It's like a bracket style weightlifting competition we've traditionally done. Uh, we've partnered with Spencer Arnold on that year. You know, he had a lot of success at the Olympics this year. Um, I don't partnered know, with who? Know. Say that person's name again. Spencer Arnold. Okay, um, and he had I think multiple medalists at the Olympics this year. Catherine Nayo got a silver medal. Is is an athlete of his? Uh, more. 
Harrison Marius, I think is his name. I maybe he finished fifth, but he's you know um, stepped out as one of the you know elite coaches in weightlifting in, in the USA. But they they so I don't know where we're at with him, but we've actually um, started to work on and would love to have a a significant amount of people just do a traditional weightlifting meet. So that's in the works. I'm hoping it comes together. Um, hey, that's pretty cool, by the way. We did like a little exhibition. There were probably like 15 of us who competed or participated in it, and I did it. It was my only, the only time I've really done that format. And it put a different perspective. It gave me a different perspective on weightlifting. So that would be awesome if you made that available to like more just we, the, the public. We would love to do it. Um, in a different way, you know, I, I think like one of the only, and I think a lot of feedback comes and guys like Matt have lifted their whole life. You know, you know, um, they lift, you know, this individual is lifting, you know, for 12 hours and there's all this cat and mouse. And we want to maybe put, you know, 10 people from a division on a floor, kind of like they do at the games and just have people lift, you know, and then, you know, create some excitement. Um, and I would love a USA weightlifting to sanction something like that and take a new look. And it, I think it would speak to their growth because a lot of their growth has come from this crowd, you know? Um, and, and they like they, all they, of it. Yeah. And funny enough, like I, I actually really like that. They give a lot of credit to that. Um, there's right. a lot of people that wouldn't, they, um, they don't hold any punches there. They immediately talk about how CrossFit has taken them to the next level. So. It's probably yeah, done that for every sport, to tell you the truth. Like every, like every sport, we're it's probably on, injected into badminton to that thing that Brian does, where you throw the plastic around. All of it has been changed by by CrossFit because people are fitter and they want to express their fitness, right? It is interesting. I, I've um, been able to start to do some work here and there in some other sports, and golf being one of them. Um, Jiu-jitsu, you know, I bet you, has been. I bet you a ton of CrossFitters have switched to the martial arts. Well, a lot of people in in UFC do some CrossFit, you know. So, like, there's a kid, uh, one of one of my favorite fighters, Michael Chandler, is a you know is a CrossFitter. You know, he does quite a bit of it, and uh, you know, there's still a lot of those guys will reach out to Matt. Like, he hears from some of those guys. You know, how should I train? Give me some workouts. Um, but yeah, that. Um, I really, I we are very intent on looking at ways to bring more sports to that event. Is the answer, Brian? Uh, over time, this, this year is like a unique year. Like I was really bullish on adding thousand weightlifters, bringing MMA. I wanted to have a fight night. Um, just like start to really, you know, bring more festival to it. And uh, COVID is uniquely still stepping on our throats, where we have to be a little cautious. Uh, kind of stick to our roots uh we're, we're going to be good we've met with the city it's outdoors but you know i'm hearing that biden is going to drop some sort of you know uh covid vaccination sanction on any event over a certain amount of people inside or out moving forward apparently this week so he dropped new. something today did you see what he dropped today that's what I, is that what it is i didn't see it I didn't see anything about events. I'm sure it's in the small print, but he basically, I think the big one was is that if you're, if you're a business and you have more than a hundred employees, yep. you basically have to get everyone vaccinated or they have to test negative once a week, which basically in a nutshell is going to force, I think businesses with over a hundred people to mandate um, people get vaccinated because who the fuck wants to build an infrastructure within their company. That's also like a medical, you have to have a little hospital there to test a hundred people a week. Right. We're doing so, it. Um, Loud and Live is testing twice a week right now. 
So, for the the employees there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's um, this you know everybody's experiencing COVID in their office. So we've gone to twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday. There's uh, mandatory testing if you're in the office. Uh, if you okay. vaccinated or not, by the way. Yeah. So we, we just have had a, a, had some of it floating around. So we you know um, we've, we've gone that route. But yeah, so that what he dropped includes events apparently i've got to read up on it so who knows what it means but the chaos continues yeah maybe i won't even be allowed at your event well you can test we can give you a pcr oh you would if you did it personally for me i would feel that would make me feel safe (laughs) i'm gonna leave that there just so it doesn't go somewhere else matt uh thanks for your time awesome great to catch up with you guys who else? yeah who that, that was good that, yeah, that's next that's great having you on uh basically after we kick you off here we're just brian's going to give his list of the 10 all-time best uh crossfitters the revised edition we've had to revise it since the crossfit games this year and since you uh i heard you sent him fifty thousand a check for fifty thousand dollars to get some of your people up to the top of the <laughs> top of the list I, so i got i gotta uh i gotta tune in for this one i i, I read brian's article so i might know who's Who's going to be at the top of his list? Damn article did make it your way, huh? I did. I did read it. Yes. I don't miss anything from you. I haven't put too much out since the games. I've been hibernating a bit. Hey, uh, you know, uh, O'Keefe, a lot of people ask me what's going on with the Josh, Matt, and Sevon podcast, and I always just respond, I don't know. Maybe you're the person I should ask. What's going on with my podcast with Matt and Josh? Is that thing dead or is that thing still alive? Do you have any idea? I asked the same same question last night. And it was just like a, yeah, just a little, just a little break right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like we, like we don't know, we don't know. Let's let's bring it, let's bring it back to life down in Miami. Yeah, good. That's a good. So that's a little long. I'd like to do maybe one or two in between that uh, now and then. But <laughs> well, you, uh, pre- you can prep the people for a bit. Like, let's get like twenty <clears throat> guests lined up. And I mean, the, the one thing about that event, and I know you're trying to get rid of me, but the no, last go piece, ahead. The one p- thing about that event that is uh, the most fun is it's sort of NBA All Star esque. Like everybody who competes, uh, everybody who doesn't compete comes. So like Matt's there, Annie was there, Cat like like all these, you know, Brent, Pat didn't even compete last like one one year. Not he competed last time. They're they all come down and just chill and and roam around, do stuff for their sponsors. So there's always a lot of cool people roaming around to interview. So that's another reason to come. Yeah, that is great. And and I think the show would be much better if we did the interviews live. Hey, Brian, we could talk. O'Keefe, do you have another 20 minutes? Yeah. You do? Brian, we could just push up. We could just change the title of the show and push off this top 10 thing for another day. You want to you pick O'Keefe's brain for another 20 minutes? I'm, I'm cool with it either way. You game? Okay. Uh, I, I, I wanna- or do you just want to drop you a top 20? A top 10? Another person can be here to critique you. It, no, I, I mean, we. I like to do those when when we can have Hobart on, but he wasn't. He was uh, unavailable tonight. It turns out, I think, for the better because we got you. That's it. Did you hear that? Did you well, hear more, that? more rare. More I hope rare Hobart guest. heard that. I hope Hobart heard that. Oh, we might end up with both. Is what I'm saying. Um. So why are um. So so the the Granite Games and the West Coast Classic are both pathways to the crossfit games they are but wadapalooza is not 
and for one of the most obvious reasons is is the um, the time, right? Because the events that are the pathway to the CrossFit Games have to happen after the Open. Is that correct? Am I thinking correctly? Yeah, so they're all slotted in that whatever May June area on the calendar. So it just doesn't fit. Like we could not. We were actually with COVID going to try to do one year of this thing in May, and and thankfully not. Like it's just too hot and rainy, and it's like it does it doesn't work. January is perfect in Miami. Do you wish there was some way? Do you like Wadapalooza being its own its own thing outside of the? The, the CrossFit game circus, or do you wish there was some way to get it in the loop with your other events? Um, the granite yeah. games and the West coast classic. I think, I think that I would love for it to be a, a part of, you know, something in a, in the system for sure. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, like, it's one of those events that is such a, its own happening that in, in thing that yeah, there's not stress on where it sits and people love it. And it's, um, really the everyday everyday athletes mark on their calendar it's their super bowl so you know whether it is or isn't isn't a stress point but it would be a, a really nice to to have scenario where we're all linked together and you know i think you know there's a day and a, and a time and a place that that happens where there's something that links that stuff in it's just on an odd place on the calendar it's like hard to say that plays a significant role in a season that, you know, you as an organization want to be open and shut February to August. Right. Which I can understand too. So, um, yeah, but I'd, I'd love for it to have uh, greater significance with other things. I do really love that we have events in the season too. Right. Like I love being a part of those. Those were really fun this year. What I really am excited about with those events is adding to them and um, allowing those to be bigger events for others that aren't even competing in the semifinal, but those semifinals to be more Wadapalooza esque, like there's, you know, 25 divisions competing the broadcast. You just see kind of that elite division, but there's more going on at those events. When I'm going to, I'm going to give you, give you two, two like uh, kind of stories here. When you show up to a hotel if you bring a stack of twenties with you, like you know, you you, you bring you know five hundred dollars in twenties, and every person you run into, you give a twenty dollar bill. There becomes a point when the hotel starts to feel like it's working for you. So you pull up in your car and you give the guy who opens your door a twenty. Then you give the guy who's like in the back getting your luggage out a twenty. Then you give the bellman a twenty. Then you give the person at the desk a twenty. And you're basically, let's say, you're staying there two weeks, and basically within the you, you give out five hundred dollars in twenty dollar bills in in your first you know 24 hours of being there and the hotel starts really humming for you and so and i I know a lot of people haven't been in in hotels that have um that are those kind of hotels but but they're they're all they're all over the place and um when you when you have a country um and you are uh let's say let's say a drug cartel there that's against the that that's illegal but you have more money than the government you can do things like what happened in Mexico. Basically, what happened is, is the army came to shut down the cartel, and the cartel told them to go away, and the army went away. Do you remember that? That was like a year yeah. ago. Yep. And, and, and basically, what you, what you see here is uh, just econom- basic economics, right? Whoever has the money is like, is like they're kind of running the show because uh, money is um, human energy, right? Like, you give, like, like if you sent me $100, like I would say anything on my podcast for you. Of course, I'm coming to Wadapalooza. It's the greatest event in the history of the world. Like, it's, like you, can, you can buy my mouth, my human energy to do stuff for you, right? So 
what make what 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 is giving CrossFit the CrossFit Inc. The, the CrossFit Games are the pinnacle of the sport. They they claim to crown the fittest person in the world. Yep. Is it just the prize money that allows them that? No. Is it the people who go there? Like like what if what if what if next year Matt decides to come back, but he just participates in Wadapalooza and and wins Wadapalooza, but doesn't go to the CrossFit Games? Everyone's going to be like, "Whoa, whoa, what the fuck?" Then then it's going to put a kink in the armor of who the who the uh, who the fittest whoever wins the CrossFit Games. It's going to it's going to do something weird to the event, right? I mean, it would do something weird to me. I'd be like, "Wait, so now we have this guy who was the five times champion who came back." Well, what if uh, what if Ben Smith beats Justin Medeiros at Rogue this year? And then doesn't compete at the games? I didn't compete at the games this year. He didn't qualify, yeah. He tried. He didn't make it. Yeah. I, I mean, there, the pundits would start speaking. I mean, there would be some... But, but, but before... That, that's great. That's good, Brian. Um, before we go too much further, do you, do you... What makes... Like, are we just waiting for someone to come up with bigger prize money? Like, is there a, is there a fight for, for which event is the... Is the crown jewel the one that the one that you want to win? It's a really good question, and I think you can look at a lot of sport history. It'd be let, let's say that action happened where somebody tried to stake claim to being the platform where you should test to be the best, which no, nobody else in the space is doing right now. Like Rogue, like you know, Bill and Katie aren't you know saying this is the world championship. They're saying we're putting on a really cool showcase and test and giving a lot of prize money we are at waza too like we don't we have people who win waterpalooza that don't podium at the game sometimes right so that is um yeah i mean i mean you've been a part of it so long you can understand it's 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 tribal right like it's uh the 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 link to the affiliate and the system and you know the allure of crossfit um is a thing, right? Like I think that, you know, people like it's it look at how people are licensing events globally. Those events are particularly in other countries and regions are super successful because they're a CrossFit event. I think there's more um opportunity in the United States to be independent and still have success. It's just a different market. Um not to say you wouldn't want to be a part of that, but I think the license carries a lot of weight in other markets, um a ton of weight. And then um but, you know, it's um, CrossFit's done an incredible job marketing the whole idea of that being the only real test for the fittest. Like, you know, Dave has the formula, you know, um, that's a really hard thing to ever challenge or fight if you ever wanted to. I don't you know, I think that 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 like, you know, could I go and say, here, take this scenario. Waterpalooza is a million dollars to the winner. Um you know, 500,000 to second and 250 to third and for men and women. Um, I don't think if, you know, unless we decided to like reformat this and make it 15 workouts and try to look and smell and feel like the games, anybody, you know, and then the density of the field, you know, comes that anybody's going to say that that's, you know, the best of the best. And even in year one, whoever won that event, <clears throat> Um, it still would be like, ah, I don't know. Like I would, t I would make the analogy to golf. So golf did this thing called the FedEx cup. It's what they do now to crown their season Super Bowl champion of golf. Really? Um, 
for the first three years, it was like, what are they doing? Like, this is a disaster. Like they've screwed this whole system up of how they like to find the best. And now it's, I mean, I'm a huge golf fan, but it's, it fits. It's like the Super Bowl, the Stanley cup, you know, the, the, the world series, you know, all, and then it's the FedEx Cup. Like they made it happen, right? And that's like Savan, just you know, it's, you win fifteen million if you win the FedEx Cup. If you win a, <laughs> a regular, <laughs> if you win a, win a regular major in golf, it's like two to three million. So if you get your ball in the hole, I think you get the fifteen <laughs> mil better than the yeah. other guys. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. a that's a complex question, Savan. Like I, I think it's um. Hey, l- l- it's let hard. me follow up with this a little bit since you brought up Bill and Katie. Um, uh, do you know Bill Henniger? I do, and um, so I, so I guess I would I'll go I'll go out on a limb here and um, say I know him too, and um, I would. Where is this going? I would guess <laughs> that that Bill would never say that the Rogue Invitational it would never come out of his mouth that the Rogue and I'm just guessing this is pure speculation from from the fact that I know him it's kind of hard for me to say that it's a little bit of an exaggeration um that would never come out of his mouth that the rogue invitational crown the fittest but he would do it until i could see him doing it until it came out of everyone else's mouth like do you know what i mean like like i can see rogue the kind of man he is he's gonna let his he's gonna let his work speak for himself speak for itself and I, and, I, I, and and the reason why I bring all this up is, is I'm sure you hear this too. The rumbling is is like, hey, there becomes a point where the athletes are like, hey, what can I do that makes me the most money? And and I know that sounds shallow. I don't mean to paint the athletes in a shallow way like that. It, it, it it's actually more eloquent than that. They want the perfect season for them to express their art of participating and and becoming the fittest human being alive and what does it mean to get the right sponsors and to be at the right events and to peak properly and and they're they're they're, people are exploring that now right i mean you know that probably better than me right people are exploring hey what outlet what would a season look like without me doing the games could i still get good sponsors and money and blah 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 well, with what you're seeing occur now in those three bigger off-season events, you know, uh, Rogue, Dubai, and Wadapalooza, I, I certainly think that you'll see people focus a lot of energy on that from a peaking perspective. Knowing what we know about the sport is it, it, it could be very hard physically to be what you need to be in August if you want to be, you know, at your best in, this, you know, October, December, and January. So... Um, it, that's it. That's the interesting thing. Like, you know, the whole idea of like building this like cohesive touring system or, you know, multiple event approach. Um, what's the right amount of volume? I've always described these guys as prize fighters. You know, you can get punched in the face a couple of times a year. Right. So it's like, um, you know, really kind of, you know, it's hard to define that when you talk about bill too, like one of the bills amazing and been really good to me and our organization, and um, I've learned a lot from just talking to him, you know, occasionally. And what he's so good at is that he's, you know, very honed in on what he does, you know, for Rogue and and this in this in CrossFit too. Like he's such a CrossFit, uh, you know, games fan and flag waver. And but he is, um, I mean, I don't think Bill's focused on really anything except like really doing right by people that go to work every day for him and um you know people that he partners with and 
you know, he just does the next right thing all the time. That's, you know, that's the best way I could describe him, honestly. And, you know, and that's athletes are such a huge part of that. And to see what he brought out this year was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Bill like always does more um and over the top for the athletes and that's what that's about this year that's not about anything else it's like how can i build a sick platform that you know rogue's really proud of and the athletes have a serious opportunity to earn it's he's uh he's awesome bill and kid are amazing like that they the uh every one of those kids should be insanely grateful that they're a part of this they are amazing they're fucking up by not coming on this podcast but other than that they they are like (laughs) damn near perfect they are damn near perfect. I agree. Uh, the, the the it's it's amazing. I mean, we, uh, when did you come? When did you start popping onto the CrossFit scene, uh, Matt? Two thousand thirteen. Okay, so they were kind of around already. But I, I I remember when Katie won the games, and I went out and visited the gym, and it was just like it was it was nuts. There was like. He was, just, he was just he was just an affiliate he was just an affiliate owner. I think he's a, he was a marine, right? He was a yeah. marine rubbing two nickels together running an affiliate and the the guy has no quit in him. He has a work ethic that's like relentless. He has yeah. it, she has it. Like they're just uh, yep. they got the secret sauce, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, she, and that is true that she did have it. Did she ever go to the WNBA? She was drafted, right? She played. She did play. She's, uh, you know, I've I've read a little on it, but she's, uh, I think she's Ohio State, a Hall of Fame, like arguably the best player to ever come out of there. Like she's a stud. Have you ever seen her play? I have not. I have worked out with her and that's a humbling experience. She kick your ass in a workout and like, you know, workouts that were good for me with rowing and things like that. She's fit. I, 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 one time we went out and filmed with her, I don't know if it was 2008 or nine or 10 when it was, but there was a basketball hoop set up in, in a gym that just had tons of shit in it, right? Like boxes and beams and like, it was no place to play basketball, but there was a hoop set up in there and she could make the ball from anywhere over boxes, over beams behind her, you know, with her eyes closed. She was, it was nuts. She's like Harlem Globetrotters good. It was crazy. Maybe that's why they don't let her play in the, uh. That game, <laughs> the knockout the, tournament. The knockout oh, tournament. no one would stand a chance. She's not even like a, she's like it's not even. <laughs> it, it's, Dave has it's, it's he's on the she's on the blacklist. Yeah. Never invite never invite to knockout tournament. Have you ever played in that, Simone? Um, <laughs> I've I played at um his house with just me and him and his nephew and the boxer Robert Guerrero. We played. Oh, nice. And the four of us and um and. We played so much that the next day my shoulder was injured. And that's that's like when you're talking about the beginning of the show about being old. Like who would have ever thought if you would have asked me 10 years ago, hey, can you hurt your shoulder playing basketball? I would be like, no, what are you fucking crazy? It's a four pound ball or whatever. But the next morning I woke up and my shoulder like didn't work. Really? Yeah, it's like that's what it's like I mean, being forty nine. I don't know. I don't know what you were doing, but you were doing it wrong. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I guess just when you're forty nine, you can't push a four pound ball without, you know, five hundred times just cold. Oh yeah, look, this? there's Bill and Katie. Hey, have you been to Bill's Ranch in Texas? I have not. Nope. Man, but you've seen the pictures. Looks amazing. And you want to be invited. You're like me. You've seen the pictures and you want to be invited. Who that's doesn't? about. It's That's like, about it for our similarities, Matt. Those are the only two things we haven't seen. You're vaccinated. I'm not. We are, we you talk to Matt. I don't. You know when the <laughs> podcast is going to happen. I don't. 
But we both uh, want to go to the Bill Hennigan Ranch. We both do. We'll, we'll go together. We'll just show up and knock. Jason Hopper, um, when you take on a new client like that, um, are, are you invigorated? Like, t- tell me, are you invigorated? Like, okay. I am. Like, does your agent mind start firing up? Oh my God, this guy's going to be perfect. He's going to have his own kid show and there's going to be, he's going to be on a box of crackers and I can't wait to get him lined up with this. Like, like, how's that work? How does he invigorate you, inspire you? Yeah. I mean, anybody, like we work with Justin too, like, you know, any type of um, opportunity is a ball of clay, especially when they're that new and, and clean in terms of, you know, they haven't really done any endorsement deals. Um, you know, I feel like I, I, you know, I have a really good formula with that, you know? So I think it's, um, it's exciting to get somebody that early and be able to help them build their brand, you know, and, you know, the right mix to concentrate on athletics and, um, you know, sort of progress that way. Cause I think it can get really, like, I, I know it's super overwhelming to be successful alone on the floor and then to have five or six or eight sponsors all overnight because that's like, you know, in your mind what you should do like is an immense amount of pressure. So, you know, and I've seen it play out with different athletes throughout time. So I just, I like, you know, getting in the protective mode and digging in and then helping them concentrate on what is really going to help them be super successful the next, you know, seven or eight years. It's, it's a ton of fun. It's what really lights my fire. We, we were talking to him. I think it's, a, I think it's good for him to have someone like you. I was, you know, this year is tough for him. He hadn't was working to create opportunities for himself. Now he has an abundance of opportunities and it's hard to know what to do, how much to do, what, when to do it. And I told him, I said like, you know, this is a good year for you to experience things. And then, you know, see, make, make your decisions for this year, talk to whoever and, and go through with it. But if you don't see the changes that you wanted to see from year one to year two, making those choices, then you really have to focus in and say, okay, what do I want this year to look like from two to three to make sure that, that I'm actually getting where I want to go? It's, uh, well, you know, we're, we're, we might be looking to hire soon, Brian, so you should put your name in the hat. Get your fucking hands off of him. Get your fucking hands off of Moki. Well, we, we, um, it, it, it's so on point. Like the. Um, Can I just the, say something real quick? Real quick. Uh, we, before we invited you, we invited Noah Olson on the show today. So this is one of those shows where, like, where like suppose someone's supposed to just come on for like fifteen to thirty minutes, and then we go on with the show. It's like a format I wanted to play with. We did it with uh, Colton Mertens, and you're our second time trying to do it. And first, we invited Noah Olson, and uh, he responded with, "Hey, can I let you guys know tomorrow?" So then uh, the producer, Matt Souza, is like, all right, who's next? I go, get, see if you can get O'Keefe to commit a little more than Noah. But no one told Noah no. And so just now he just texts us. He goes, is it time to come on the show? So what should I text him back? Should I text him back the link for the show? The show's live. Or should I be like, no, sorry, buddy. I love you. You are our first choice. But you got, you got like. Tell him, tell him you found somebody younger and prettier. Yeah. Sorry. With better abs. Um, we have to reschedule we <laughs> replaced you with o'keefe <laughs> the, uh, brian what you what you were saying is is on point i i think the goal is especially with a guy like him you know it was matt you know or you know when pat came on and justin and jason is uh how do you you know create the opportunity for them to, to be able to train confidently full time 
you know, feel like they're, you know, capitalizing, earning, progressing on the business side, but not have really a whole lot to worry about on the business side. And because that, that part is like, you know, that's a foreign language to a lot of those guys. It's just like, you know, it's why, you know, it doesn't matter if it's me or not, but, you know, anyone who, you know, has designs on success should get help. You know, it's just, but yeah, he, um, but what's special about him or what's special about Medeiros? Like, like I, so, so you had Matt and you had this playbook for Matt and then like, and, and you, and you, and, you, and I'm not saying playbook, like you punched him into some fucking mechanical model. My, play, I mean, my playbook was Matt with Matt was, uh, get with Matt and then just, you know, win five CrossFit games and I'll be here to help you, buddy. So, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's an, it's an art form, right? Because you are, um, it's an it's an art form. You're 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 pushing you're pushing your rat through the maze, and you want your rat to get to the cheese. And so now you have these two other guys, but you already have one successful rat. You've pushed through the maze. I should probably use a better metaphor, so, so, just because the word rat's so bad. But um, and it's cool, and you've done an amazing job. Um, are is it? Is is any? Sorry, I'm gonna shift questions. Is any part of you bored with it, or no. lazy about it? Not at all. No. I'm just gonna plug Hopper in here. Get, he'll be on a Wheaties box, just like Matt was. And I like that, I'll get him the Ford real, deal, and now I'll just go back to doing blow on a yacht in Miami. <laughs> that's a good question because I feel like that's been my biggest attraction to sports marketing is being a, a disruptor and a differentiator. You know, it's like the whole like Jerry Maguire thing. It's like you know being different and personal and businesses personal. Um, but it really is for me. So it's super easy and it's fun because it is like, it's, you know, building a relationship with someone, you know, my goal is like, you know, when they're 40 and they have their kids and their family and they can look back and I had a impact on their life and the success later in life. I just, I, I mean, I could do this on repeat for the rest of my life and be very happy. Like it's, it's it, like to, to speak to that, like Jason knew Justin last year knew it's um, it's exciting you know, to be a part of that and know that, you know, um, what that can look like. And, you know, Justin Medeiros could be retiring in eight years, a wealthy man. And we could, you know, have been a small part of that. And it's super fun and exciting. And by the way, fit, like you're talking about like, Oh, the weedy box and Graham here and rogue there, that, that, um, the, one of the most exciting pieces is finding the right fits for each of them. Um, you know, what, who, what brand is going to, you know, not only there's a financial end of it, but it's, you know, like Jason wanted to be with, with a Nike, for instance, he grew up, he played college football, war of the swoosh. And, you know, to be able to realize that with him, you know, like, and it's probably, <laughs> we have a great relationship, but you know, I'm sure a lot of my, my love, his love of me come like, I'm attached to that with him now, right. Forever. It's like, I've, I'm a Nike athlete, you know, maybe people don't relate to that, but if, if you're a kid with that, like the biggest brand in sport history now is paying Jason Hopper, to, you know, to market them. That's a really big deal to some people. So um, those right fits are really fun. And there's like super cool brands that are um, huge goals of these kids. Like rogues, a big goal for, for these guys, you know, uh, a lot of them like that, you know, another cool thing Bill and Katie have done is just, you know, people that they associate with as, you know, rogue athletes, um, that's a huge badge of honor, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's exciting. 
Do you ever do that? Like one of your athletes wouldn't get invited to Rogue and you call Bill up and you're like, yo, how about an invitation for Hopper? I, I know he took 27th at the games. He have an invitation. He took, what, 19th? He's going to Rogue. Did you, have, um, did you have to swing a deal for that? Did you have to call you know in a favor to Bill and Katie? That That's not how it works with those guys. You can try that if you want, but that's not, you know, there's not going to be a positive response. Nor would I, like, I don't do that. Like, I, I think it's, um, I'll tell you, like, you press where you, when you're, when you're passionate about it. I don't ask for favors. That's not, a, that's not a good way to live your life. You know, do me a favor. You know, you owe me one. I don't do that. They don't do that to me. I don't do that to them. I don't really do that to anybody. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, everything makes sense that happens. And do you push on things at times? Sure. But it's because you're passionate about it and believe it. It's, you know, the favor network is bullshit. Like that stuff isn't, there's no longevity in a favor. You know, they like some people say like, oh, that's an opportunity. He'll get on the floor and win the event. Um, yeah. I, you know, everything's earned. I, I like it. So as opposed to you, like um, calling us and being like, Hey, my brother just got out of jail. Um, he's really down. Would you have him on the podcast, you know, and do me a favor instead of doing that? You might be, you, you, you yeah, you're right. That doesn't work. Instead, you might be like, Hey dude, my brother's got this amazing story. He just got out of jail. He was convicted right. wrongly for oh, robbing yeah. 35 banks. He only robbed 32. Do you want to have Maybe. him on? And I'd be like, Maybe. Holy shit. Now I owe you a favor. That's a that's some high that's some high test sales right there, Savan. You're you're ready, Matt. When if someone like Jason, um, you know, has the opportunity to compete at Rogue, I'm sure he'd have the opportunity to compete at Wadapalooza if he wanted to. And he's trying to decide: should I do one? Should I do the other? Should I do both? Should I do neither? How much are you involved in that? Do they come to you to ask about that? Do you yeah, care I mean, what they do? I, I have different relationships with d- different athletes. Um, I'm in a circle, you know with some of them on that side you know what do you think it, you know well, I, it's interesting when i lived my life as you know sort of matt's plus one in competition there was a lot less of that if any right because i think a lot of people and they respected it and was communicated and very upfront but it's like you're with matt when it comes to competition you do a great job for me on business we're going to keep that line in the sand now there's more of that you know um you know oh i don't know if that's true Matt, I feel like Matt's t- like I feel like if I don't know, I want to push back on that. I think if Matt's going to change his toilet paper brand at his house, he asked you if he's going to switch from Charmin no, no, two ply to three ply. You're missing what, you're missing what oh, I said. Okay, okay, you're, okay. I, I was Sorry. saying that less people in my uh, tribe were asking me other competitive, athletes. Other athletes were asking me competitive advice when I was so linked to Matt competitively because oh, I was okay. Matt's coach in okay. competition. <laughs> It was a respect thing, you know, on the you know, female side that was different. But instead yeah, they I were asked they were all asking then, Hey, hey, is Fraser showing up to that one? One hundred percent. Yes, Fair. that's right. But Fair. no, yeah, yeah, um, certainly, Brian, like at times and uh I mean I just like whatever, whatever anybody needs. Um I think I have a unique perspective on, on the sport. Like I you know, I don't I'm not a programmer or a coach. Um, I've watched enough of it and been around enough of these guys that I, I can give them a strong opinion on what I think is right and wrong. Some of them like to compete a lot and it's the right answer, like, you know, because of what their real goal is. But it, to speak what you were talking about before, some people want to make hay in the off season, you know? 
Who okay, cares? If you're like, okay, if you're a gambling man, right? I mean, I like to play table games occasionally <laughs> and maybe gamble on the golf course a little here and there, depending. But I'm very confident on the golf course, so that's not gambling. Woo! I got to Maybe we'll do a little, uh, a little uh, rogue invitational wager. I got an idea. I'll run it by you. Well, we were we were doing full disclosure here to all the listeners, all three of you. Um, we were we were we were, <laughs> wager, we were wagering um, on who would win, predicting who would win workouts in at West Coast Classic, and uh, we were doing a pretty good job of that. Who yeah, you and Brian? Yeah, and Matt got it. Matt got in the mix. Hopper got in the mix. Um, but and then no, we, we were all, and then there was one workout where we were all wrong. Like yeah. we all thought Dallin was yeah, going to crush this one workout. <laughs> he just, it was his worst workout. <laughs> Who's going to win, Jacob or Josh? Matt. Oof. In the fight? Yeah. Josh. He is. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like both those guys. I, I'm, I'm good friends with Josh. So, like, I'm a, I mean, sorry, Jacob. I'm a homer for Josh for sure. Um, Josh is a really good friend of mine, and um, but I think you know, I mean, Josh is a warrior. I mean, how do you fuck with? Well, that? that's true. That's true in the most realist sense, right? I mean, that's not even just like that's not romanticizing him. He yes. is a prof- he was a professional warrior. I mean, he's got fight in him that is at a level that uh, none of us can relate to. So, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, he flies I, I, tomorrow. Or is it tonight? Uh, he must be so happy about going to the Middle East again. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I honestly, he's he's really good with it. He probably he's just a super dad too. He's probably just dreading leaving his kids. And other than that, he's he's pumped out. I, his I don't think I'm gonna get to watch. They, um, I'm really bummed. It, I mean, I'm psyched. I'm gonna be at Pat's wedding. But I don't think Pat's gonna live stream the fight during the, the party. <laughs> Pat, so. Pat, who? Pat Donner. Oh, he's not married. No, no, they uh, they were supposed to get married, uh, but COVID canceled it last year. So they uh, they had the baby, and uh, wow, sure I'm he, really pretty impressed. Sure he told you that? Who me? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, all the podcast meshed into one. I don't even know who we're talking to now. Just <laughs> Matt Fraser, no Matt O'Keefe. Um, that's awesome. That that makes because I, I I had kids out of wedlock, and that's uh, that's really I'm, I'm really impressed, and I'm really impressed that he would not be like such a a lot of people are just like tools and they just follow the protocol that's been laid out and uh, i'm really impressed that he was able to blaze his own trail on that that's really i'm that's psyched good. i'm going up there saturday night i leave and i'm going on a boat trip. this is really funny actually i'm going on a boat trip with all of pat's uh university buddies huh um we rented two houseboats on this lake that's like i mean it is north like you've never been north in your life like six hours north of Vancouver. And originally when we were going, Pat was just busting me on this. I was, go- it was Matt, Sammy, me, Brent and, and Claire were going to go. And now Brent's not going. Claire, Brent and Claire aren't going. Matt and Sammy aren't going. So I'm going on this boat trip with Pat and all of his college couple friends. My wife isn't even going to be there because she's coming out Thursday for the wedding. Oh, so you're going to feel old as shit. <laughs> oh yeah and and, my, and and i get this email from pat like two weeks ago and he was like hey can you take this test and i was like for what 
He's like, so you can drive the boat. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, oh, I get it. Uh, the sober guy that's 44 years old comes to Canada. My agent's coming to drive the boat. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking on a map, uh, on a map, on a map. Uh, wh- when you say six hours, do you- oh, you're going up that. We're going like north of Kelowna, which is where Brent is, I believe. So Brent's in Kelowna, but I think it's like two hours from Kelowna even, which is four hours from Vancouver. I don't even know where I'm going. Honestly. So you're going up that thing. The, the, I don't even know what that strait is called. You're going, uh, let me see. It's called the Malaspina Strait or the Strait of Georgia. That's what you're going up? You're talking about Vancouver, Canada, right? Yeah, so his wedding is on Vancouver Island, just off of Vancouver proper. But we're going north for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're on boats, just chilling on a lake. And do you sleep on the boat? Oh, yeah. They're like 65-foot houseboats, and there's like 20 people going. Wow. And you don't know any of them except for Pat and his wife? I just found out I know one other person. The guy who did the documentaries with, uh, or like the series uh, All In with Pat. Tyler? Behind, yeah. And yeah, he's a cool guy. I've met him a couple yeah. of times. So he's going. So he's my uh dude. O'Keefe, my... you should reinvent yourself on that fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> you should like put on a wig and get like a corn pipe and be like smoking sage and just weird shit and rosemary and just like just build this whole just bring a new man back to my wife when I just her up different persona. Just try something out. Just try some Jim Carrey. Just lo- try, see if you can lose your mind on that. Trip. I mean, we should just. Oh, I'll I'll find some good Wi-Fi and we'll do a podcast from there, and I'll let you watch all the shenanigans. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, who's the guy who does the? Um... Just don't live stream from inside the ropes. <laughs> what? What? Oh, yes, yes. Does O'Keefe know that story? What Probably. did you do, Brian? Is that how you got thrown out of the game? <laughs> yes. Yes. Day one. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I didn't I, I, th- I didn't know you got thrown out, by the way. Um, but if you told me you got thrown out, I thought it might have been your, you know, aggressive, which I think justified opinion on certain things. But it's nice to hear it wasn't that. No, and I actually still did all the work I was supposed to do for them. And it was respectful of their decision, and it worked out. You live-streamed an event? <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if I'd call it an event. It was a master's event. <laughs> oh, boy. You are messing with the wrong wrong group of people in the CrossFit community saying he, that. <laughs> we were promoting. We were – oh, man. Hobo was competing. It was great. And, he, and uh, the problem and he, was seven, <laughs> seven ahead, starts asking me all these questions about who, what's going on in the event. And I can't help myself. I know all the athletes. So I just started talking. Yeah. This guy's in the lead. This guy's chasing him down. I think this is going to happen. Here's the finish. Boom, boom, boom. And I wasn't thinking at all. I was just responding to seven. I basically commentated the event, but it was such a shitty quality video. No one could see anything. He's like, like, look, there's James Hobart. And it's like this little dot <laughs> running across the screen. I mean, <laughs> They should have paid us money, not not kick Brian off the team. Oh my god, that's amazing! Good for you. Nuts. I saw Dylan. I saw Dylan that night. He saw me sitting there. I was looking all sad, and and he's like, "What's up, dude?" I'm like, "I got kicked out." (laughs) Dylan was like ten days into getting his like ass kicked at that point. We had been there for like a week already doing the athlete check. I mean, that was man. The games was some kind of 
beatdown this year. We we took we did a lot more work than we've ever done at the games, and it was. I I I found a new level of exhaustion after that. That was absolute madness. It must be a real downer because when when I was there doing the behind the scenes, I always had breath mints for you. Do you remember that? I my breath did not smell very good this year. You I actually my- had a, I thought of you in a moment this year when somebody, a good friend, said, "Hey, you need some gum," and I was like, "You know, this used to be taken care of for me every year." Yeah. Did you? I don't know if I ever told you that, Brian, but I I, I I don't use Listerine strips, but it was always my treat at any behind the you scenes. You had them events. at the regionals. Yes. You them out. I remember. And I would be obsessed with them. I would buy like so many packs. And then whenever I used to see um, Ben Bergeron or Matt O'Keefe, I think you were the only people besides people in my in my crew that I shared them with. But I felt like this kinship with them because I would always share them and they would always accept them. And, started, and there was something there was something kind of like Albany. Okay. And there was always something I felt kind of like I was being naughty by giving you them to them because like you have to put your finger and slide them out. Like I was doing something illegal, you know, just the way the, the way they're, you dole those things out. And you like in those times too, like you were fraternizing with like the, the pigs in the trough, you know, it was like, you know, you don't, you, you weren't supposed to be associated with us at that time. But I did, you, but you I were did. Amazing. Yeah. That, you were the I, dark I, characters. We, that was Carson, Albany. Oh man, I didn't even I didn't even know Savon. His my my introduction to him was he put a Listerine pack in front of me. <laughs> would you like some Listerine? Would you like a Listerine strip, strip, Mister O'Keefe? Uh, so so you know, do you do you floss? Are you avid flosser? I do every day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. Whenever I I think that my breath might be bad, I just double down on the flossing, and there's it always ends up that there was like something back there rotting, like you know, like some. Like six ounces of a steak or like if I see like, yeah, if I see flies like coming in and I'm out of my nose, like, you know, more than like two or three times an hour, I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Maybe I should. And like, and I feel them like crawling back down into my throat. I'm like, maybe I should floss. Seven, you should get on uh, HWPO. We should start to train you. I, I am untrainable. I'm, I'm a broken, I'm a broken old man. I only I ride the assault bike and do pull-ups. I'm, te- I'm I'm testing some stuff right now, like as the old man to see if the volume's too much for another track, like a yeah. shortened version. And uh, I am broken right now. And it's not the it's not the it's it's because I hadn't back squatted or front squatted heavy, or even significantly at all for years. And I'm like in a squat cycle with Matt's program now, and I get through it in a lot of time. But I'm feeling. I I said something in his kitchen last night. I'm like. I don't know how anybody competes at my age. I mean, I put my body through hell with sports, but like, dude, I am a like to be able to do that volume is crazy to me. Dude, those guys are insane. There's there's these people who like do Murph like a hundred days in a row. I'm following this guy on Instagram who's done Murph a hundred days in a row. It's I'm I I is that the kid that used to coach at Reebok? Zathan, the kid who. Was in St. Thomas. Safety. I wish I, I wish I could remember his name. I think Jordan Samuel also did like thirty straight days of strict Murph or something. Do I have my phone here? Let's see if someone Se- Sevon, your back is fixable. The info out there. Stop arguing your limitations. I swear to God, I hope you're right. Thank you, Christian Leon. But I don't think it is. My back is like on my basic. But w- do you wake up in the morning stiff, O'Keefe? <laughs> I don't mean that kind of stiff. I mean like yes. like. Yes, I I, I um. 
my like my calves and Achilles are always like they take like a little little bit of motion to get going. I, I'm ba- I, I, yeah, I, I'm I, basically my, knee, my knees are really good, but no, my my ankles and Achilles. When you really take good. your morning piss, do you have to? Do you put your hand on the wall in front of you? <laughs> Often. Yeah, that's old man shit. I never did that, and now I do that. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning when I take a piss, I put my hand on the wall. Because like like something in my core isn't like warmed up or activated, and it just feels like like if I just if I just leaned over too far, like my torso would fall off my fucking waist. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like some Lego character. I swear to God, it feels like that. And then and then you know I have a cup of coffee, um, and I walk around the house. I take the trash out. I open the blinds. I water some plants outside. Next thing I know, I can touch my toes, no problem. But that first hour is crazy, and basically I just don't want to risk hurting it. Um, so, so when I squat, I always do the same squats. I squat with a 40 pound D ball. Well, why, why don't you do a lot of, do you do a lot of burpees? I do a shit ton of burpees. Yeah, me too. I'm on this like hundred a day thing for a year, which was like the, wow. the worst decisions I've ever made in my okay, life. Okay. So compared to you, I do not, I grossly exaggerated. I do not do a shit. I do, I do probably a hundred burp. I'd probably do anywhere from a hundred to 300 burpees a week. But not, yeah, and that's a lot. I I'm think doing seven hundred a week. Yeah. Yeah. How? How is that? What? How? It, it is. It is amazing. You know, part of the reason. So now I'm like back doing like more. You know, weights and some. You know, Olympic lifts and things like that. Which you're, I love CrossFit. You know, I had just gotten away and done CrossFit a little bit more, like body weight and machine. You know, which is all. Honestly, I feel like I need. Um, but I just got honed in every workout I do essentially um, has been had a burpee in it some way, shape or form, which, you know, for a CrossFitter that loves CrossFit sucks, right? Because there's nothing to look forward to. You know, you, and you, big you, old dudes. You got the double whammy. Burpees are hard for old dudes and big dudes. So you got like the. I, but I'm where I'm going with that is, is that I've done a lot of burpees this year. Like I love burpees now. And from a fitness perspective, like I love, you know, getting to the point with them and grinding on them like they're honestly like you don't need anything else like you want to get your heart rate up get stay strong in your core and you know get get get, you know get after it do 100 burpees or do 10 on the minute for 10 minutes i did that a lot i used to do that that was my go-to drunk as fuck midnight in the (laughs) hotel room 10 you know 10 on the minute for 10 minutes hot shower go to bed like you try to keep that around like 20, 21 seconds for that, that, that like you're, you're blasting at the end. Um, is, is that, so what, what time of day do you do those hundred? I let, I'm at the point now that I'm like, so over it that I'm doing like blotches of them most days where like, you know, I'll warm up with them, do 20, you know, I'll do something in a workout and I'll finish or like, I'll, you know, some days I'm doing 150 in a workout and the next day 150 cause I missed a day. You know, um, there it's all over the place. You know, some nights it's like, you know, I still have to do them tonight. Like, I'm going to get off this. Oh, do, shit. I'll do 10 on the minute for 10 minutes tonight and just, you know. So I can't even really do, like, if, if like now if I'm going to do 100, let's say I haven't worked out today either, and now you kind of inspire me. If I went in the garage and I was going to do 100 burpees, I would first ride the assault bike for 10 minutes. That, that, because it's like oh, just lightly just lightly easy. like 110 calories or something 
Okay, that's spinning, so that's not bad. Yeah, fifty-seven RPMs, fifty-eight RPMs, but but I can't. If I just broke into a hundred burpees, I like some like once again, I might break in half. Do you have a? Do you know my kid did a hundred burpees in four forty-one the other day, Avi? Stop it. Four forty-one. That's legit burpees. That's really fast. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, I'm. I've been. I do that occasionally to like see my progress, but I don't do that. It's not. It is not in under five minutes. I promise you that. Ninety-one minutes. Is there anything you'd like to say to Matt O'Keefe? So this is a great twenty minutes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, Sorry about that. No, no, that was awesome. I love it that it's our show and that we probably some people are waiting for the all-time top ten cross the games competitors, and now we're not going to do it. Shit happens. Just, just dump, just dump, dump it on them and drop the mic. Bam. Just no, no, no we got to milk that for a show. Don't you dare, Brian. We got to milk that for a show. And Ryan's like pissed because he got all the slides and shit ready. And now instead he had to listen to us. Bullshit, no, Matt O'Keefe. Who are, are uh, this is history. Like top, let's tease it. This is top 10 male and females combined. I was going to, so what we we're going to do is we were going to revise the top 10 men into, or the top, you know, 25 or so men, 25 or so women. Because there were some changes after this year, obviously, mm-hmm. and then, and then, uh, yes, also do the top ten combined list. So t- top twenty-five of each in history, and then top ten in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet I can write down who your list is. Okay, send it my way, and I'll let you know. Well, we'll pull up when we do the show. We'll pull up O'Keefe's predictions. One, two, and three are easy. <laughs> Because you've read my recent article, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll have some, you know, I'll have, you know, I'm sitting on some stats and some thoughts that I haven't shared with anyone really that I'll talk about when I, you know, not just there's, putting out an arbitrary list. Like I put a lot of thought and time into it. There's some current guys that have some hardware. Yeah. It's like, like, there's some like, you know, you guys like, you know, Pat and Brent have, you know, started to put a significant amount of resume together. You know, it's, uh, there's, yeah, there's some impressive stuff going on with these careers right now. Who's yeah. going to win the games next year, O'Keefe? Tia. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, I don't, if she competes, I don't know. Um, she I, she will. I mean, she's going to go. hopefully go to the Olympics. So She is? Yeah, yeah. I for mean, what? I think she, for bobsled. Holy shit. I think it's, it's going to be a cool story, you know. She go to the Olympics, come back, go to the CrossFit Games. Uh, second time she's done an Olympic, you know, games double in a year. I don't know. Like on on the guys' side, it's um. I still think you know, even after this year, um, I mean, because you can look at this year too, and Justin was insanely good. Um, but you can also look at some stuff some other guys did and say, like Pat, if Pat finishes twentieth in the swim. He's going into the last workout in the lead, you know, and, and you know it, 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 that's easy to say. Oh, if he just finished 18 places better than he did in that event, but that event was, you know, a lot of that was the paddle for him. It had nothing to do with the swim, uniquely. Funny enough, um, but I think it's I think it's another year of like, you know, there's like six or seven guys in play there. You know, Justin's going to get better. Jason's going to get a lot better. The, Justin's you know. not. Justin's the new Matt Fraser. He's not beatable. Uh, I think. I think anybody's beatable. Ah, uh, no, no. 
Justin's a great guy. Honestly, he's uh he man, what a, like what a what a what a string he put together this year. That was Justin, pretty impressive. Justin Medeiros and Tia Toomey. Yeah. Well, thank I you. Don't, I don't I don't make the predictions, Brian does. Good. That's what you should have just opened with. Instead, you had to be like, fuck, I'm going to see Vellner next week at his wedding. I better say some <laughs> nice shit about him. I mean, you don't think Vellner can win the CrossFit Games? No, no, no. That was his last chance because Jason, Jason, Jason Medeiros is going to get so much better. And uh, uh, Justin Jason, Medeiros, Justin, Jason. Justin, Justin Hopper, Justin Hopper and Jason Medeiros. <laughs> No, Medeiros is just like it was too good what he did. He he told us all the way he won that last event. He's just like that was like him like okay, I'm here to stay. I'm here that, like that was that what, three two that one was, nonsense he pulled. That's like all right, all y'all that, can eat a dick. I'm I'm here. That it was super impressive that last super. workout. Super, it was yeah. it was it was more than enough. I'm convinced he's it's like he put that wax on there and put the little stamp on there. And like I know it's a hard for Brian to process because yeah, he's that deeply was, in love with no, I don't know. the three two one thing is like okay, but events twelve, thirteen, fourteen, v- Vellner was three two one. Okay. Here we go. Just saying. You know. <laughs> Here we go. Uh Savan doesn't want to weigh in until he's until he's challenged on this stuff. Brian, just quiet. Don't, Brian just loves Patrick Vellner like so much that it's 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 like he's his he's his kryptonite. <laughs> He's his kryptonite. I think I've done a fair assessment of him every time we've done a ranking show or a predictions. Did you pick him to win this year? Yes. I think that that was a fair choice. Yeah. And I, picked, I think it was too. You know, I think it was too. And I, I picked Fikowski third. And I, I had Madero seventh. Yeah, Justin seventh. Justin. I had him seventh, but I also had him on the short list of four people who I thought had the chance to win. Yeah. Don't worry, I heard I heard I heard from his father where you picked him. <laughs> Who, whose father? Justin's. Oh. oh. He's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, hey, at, I, the, at the party I heard about that. If if there's one reason I could have gone to the, oh, you got muted yourself, Brian. If there's one reason I could have gone to the games this year, it would have been to see Fikowski. Um did did he did he just look like three human beings in one? He looked huge on the video feed. I mean, he almost he, did so you, lean. and just huge though, right? I mean, he looked like a monster. He 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 is. He's a specimen. I mean, he looked really good this year too, like really good. He almost looked like too big, like almost like he had the like the Noah thing going on. Like, oh shit, really? Maybe you brought too much muscle to the party. Man, he did well in some stuff that you would think not would be not stacked in his favor, like that thruster. I mean, and I know he did well with the wall walk thing in the, in the open, but I mean, even at that level, like heavier thrusters. And I mean, he, he's, he's, he's put some, he's put some stuff together that he wasn't very good at. And he, and he was, and he was time domain's a huge factor for Fikowski historically, everything that's like seven to 15 minutes. He's amazing. Mm. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's like he dominates that time domain. That's why I did so terrible in stage one of the games in 2020. There was only one workout in that time domain. When like 90% across the workouts are in that time domain. Can you just let us be, you stop with the objective behavior and let us just. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know, do you know this, do you know the company Strong Coffee, Matt? I do not. 
Oh, it's a, um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He's coming on the podcast tomorrow. Vaughn Rothfelder. Andrew? Damn, what's his first name? Ryan, do you know his name? He's going to get some. Marketing opportunity. Wait, did I say Andrew? Sorry. Who's Andrew? Ryan, do you know his name? Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah. Wait, I think I'm curious who this guy is now because I met him at a High Rocks event and he he gave me a sample of his. Have you done one of those? I did the partner version with a girl from the gym. Weakness. I did a full one of those. I got tossed in down 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 in Florida. They're like, you should try it, O'Keefe. And I'm like, okay, great. An hour and a half later, I'm still lumbering in that thing. What a beatdown. Yeah, if you do it individually, like you have to be very intentional with the sleds in rounds two and three, because that can just destroy you. Dude, I so I was at an event, a FIBO event in Miami checking it out because they, you know, we've talked to them about doing some stuff at Waza historically. And they're like, we would like you to try it. And I was with Matt and Matt was heckling me for an hour and a half. So this, I, the sled, just they were like, give us feedback. I'm like, the sled is ridiculous. Like, like you could be half the weight and it would still do the trick. Well, even if you watch Hunter McIntyre and the best in the world do it, when they get to the sled, especially the sled push, they'll do five steps and stop the whole way because it, it's so early in the event. If you go like if you just push it across at one time, you might ruin yourself for the rest of the thing. I did my high rocks with him in that a group of those guys like Isaiah, whatever from Spartan. I did it with all those guys. I finished last. That was like me in the ruck run. Wait, why did you do one of those events? Why are you guys? That's the thing Hunter McIntyre does, right? That sheriff yeah, dude that I had on I the got, podcast. I got uh, I got roped into it. It was like we talked to them about some work and. They were like, they wanted me to try it, and it was a terrible decision. Talk about <laughs> hobbling around for like two weeks. Have you met that guy, Hunter? I used to represent Hunter. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh shit! I had no idea. Wow. I well, I it's I I ne- um he kind of won my heart. Not kind of. He did win my heart over. I really didn't like him, uh, for just like completely biased non. I just resented the fact that someone could be invited to the CrossFit Games. And then I had him on the show the other day, and it was, it was quite pleasant. It was, I've uh, it was, I've known I've known him a long time. I I, I like him. You know, I've, um, that we don't not work together for any other reason than just took a different path. But um, yeah, I've always liked Hunter. Are you watching golf right now, Matt? Be honest. I'm I'm, I'm watching the last minute of the goat, Tom Brady. Oh, he said some dumb shit the other day. God, he's a, what? What did he say? He just said some dumb shit just around the vaccine. He's just a nut. He's just a. Uh, I didn't hear that. He's just a nut. He he's uh, he's the greatest of all time. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Um, uh, are you gonna, are you watching the U.S. Open the tennis at all? Do you watch any tennis? A little bit. I I, I love Wimbledon. Um, I watch I watch that. I watch. I usually watch the U.S. Although, why wasn't the U.S. Open final on Labor Day? Isn't that uh, usually the case? I don't know. This is the first year I've watched it because my kid's playing tennis and his instructor makes him watch it. And holy crap, that shit is amazing. This guy Djokovic is a freak of nature. Those and, guys. Uh, uh, those guys are. There's those three guys. What's going on in tennis right now is insane. Nadal, Federer, and uh, Djokovic. I mean, it's like the totally the golden era. It's crazy. Yeah, so dominant. 
<clears throat> yeah. It's pretty, right. it's pretty crazy. Like this, there, there's a couple athletes in each sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when your kid wants to leave, he's like, no, 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 no. I don't know. Stop, stop. <laughs> I have to, I, I want to, do you want to just, are you coming on the podcast tomorrow morning, Brian? Maybe. It's at 730. It's with the coffee guy. Come on there and kiss his ass and maybe you get some free coffee. I, I feel like I'm cheating on Josh Bridges, but I really I, I but for some reason I'm attracted to this guy. Like I think he might be really cool. Oh, Sam Dancer's a is a part owner in that company, O'Keefe. Oh, that's how I know. That's I know yeah. I knew that I know that. Yeah, yeah, I do know that. That um Oh, that's cool. So you're having him on when Josh is in the air on his way to Dubai. That's cute. <laughs> My, the coffee guy that I love while he's in the air. Oh, shit. I hope I'm not jinxing him. Oh, man. Uh, um, I think you'd be on the plane with him going to watch this fight. I, I, I was hoping you'd be in his corner. That would, I, I should be. Uh, an hour and 43 minutes. Thank you. All right, Ryan, adios. can you hang up on the live stream?